Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It is time for our weekly visit with the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, on Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Last night, the Blues started their game in first place in the Central Division. They fell 4-1 to Anaheim, and they wake up this morning in second place. Minnesota with 16 points, the Blues with 15, although the Blues do have a game in hand, but it just shows you how quickly things change in the National Hockey League. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing well. Hey, I was thinking this morning... uh, as we, we've got you back there, and you know, and I filled in a few times for you, and I know Jeremy has, and other people have, and somehow, somehow Michelle manages to convince all of us to leave the room and end up participating in the fight, right? <laughs> and, uh, and and I, I realized this morning when I was thinking about this, and I just heard that promo for the fight, people are texting in, willing to do it. Like all of us, we hated it, and yet we still did it. You love it, and then I realized, son of a gun, he's like a goalie. He likes those pucks flying at 100-plus miles an hour at your head. And I realize that, uh, you know what, really when it comes to the fight, you're kind of weird like a goalie. Curbs, do I look nervous? <laughs> I see that again. It's uncanny, really. I'm telling you, it's. it's we need new T-shirts. It's no longer about Bennington. It's Randy in the fight. You're so right, Curbs, and he's got his little routine that he does every day, just like a goalie. I could absolutely see that. And by the way, thanks for being the sacrificial lamb anytime you you fill in to do the fight. Because trivia, it's just not my thing. I try to explain to people this segment was built around Randy. It was not built around me <laughs> oh yeah people go hey we got a sports trivia night you want to come i'm like listen i'll bring the guacamole that's about all i'm good for <laughs> yeah. for you curbs what a great start last night brandon Sog gets the goal uh the blues have a couple of opportunities costin hits a couple of posts but man after 13 seconds in john gibson you talk about goaltending he was a brick wall yeah he was he was really good and you know i think sometimes Sometimes, and I would encourage fans to do this, when you're watching a game, even if it's a game like that and you end up frustrated by the end of the game, make sure you listen to, to the, the post-game show with Craig Berube and, and whether it be on social media the Blues put out or you know when Alex plays it during our, our air. But like he, he was so, so direct, and, and you didn't sense the frustration in Craig Berube last night like sometimes you will after other losses. And I think, I think there are different degrees of losses. And you consider that game last night and – that you mentioned it. Clint Costin hit the post a couple of times. There were some other good opportunities to, you know, to tie that game, you know, and, and he looked at it and said there, there were a couple of mistakes made one on an even strength goal, one on the, on the power play goal given up, you know, but, but there was just a matter of fact, he said, you know, I just felt that we needed to be sharper. And, and I think he was right. And sometimes, you know, it, it's a long road trip. They're about to go uh, up to Winnipeg. They fly to Winnipeg today. Like, there's sometimes just a lot going on, and you're just not as sharp as you needed to be, and that one cost them. But at the same time, I, I said this a lot last night, I'm giving the Anaheim Ducks credit. I haven't seen the Anaheim Ducks play with that kind of structure 
you know, and, and some of that uh, all-around better team play now in a couple of years. And, and they're an improved hockey team. Curbs, David Perron played his 616th game last night as a St. Louis Blue. He ties Bobby Plager for 10th in franchise history, and it took him several stints with the Blues to get to this point, but I was thinking about this last night as I was I was watching the pregame and watching Bobby Plager's family congratulate David Perron on getting to this point. It's been pretty cool to watch in real time David Perron grow into the player that he has been, which is somebody that, when we look back on his career, is going to be a pretty important figure in Blues history. You know, it's funny you said that, Michelle. As I was walking in uh, to do the game last night, it it kind of hit me the, the same way in this. And I'm like, you know what? It it really is a terrific story. And, and I think I think David Perron as a St. Louis Blue is is even a better story than than you tend to realize. Because again, you got to remember the unique fact that here's a guy that has signed three professional contracts in the National Hockey League, and all three have been with the St. Louis Blues, and yet he's played for several different teams. He chose to come back to St. Louis twice, you know, and 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 the Blues wanted him back twice. I think, which is which is fair to note as well. And so, while it's not 616 games consecutively, it's been over what is now that 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 third stretch, and and it really feels right, doesn't it? Because he wanted to be here a couple of times. The Blues wanted him. They didn't want to lose him to Vegas in the expansion draft, you know. And yet he still went there and was part of something really special that first year. And I know such an important, memorable experience in his career that's made him a better person and a better player. But it's the, the other neat thing is when you, you mentioned Bobby and you saw Melissa and Dave and the kids, you know, say something on video to, to David. A special bond grew between Bobby and David, and I think a lot of it is because of what we just talked about, David, and that love of this town and this team, and wanting to be here. And that's something that Bobby really, really loved about David. It's, 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 a, it's a great story about a player and a franchise, I think. Curbs, we talked earlier, I started off by talking about how things change so quickly in the NHL, and with all these COVIDs, if the Blues don't get any more, the next time they'll have everybody together is on the 18th of the month against San Jose. But Winnipeg is playing well. You're at Winnipeg tomorrow. Nashville is not a pushover like some people thought they would be. They're here on Thursday night. Carolina, one of the best teams in the league at Carolina on Saturday night. You've got Edmonton, another of the best teams in the league here on Sunday night. Man, the schedule is brutal for everybody because there's so much parity in the league. Yeah, there there really is. And, you know, you consider, like you mentioned, the fact that the Blues – you know, slipped into second place behind Minnesota there. And, and uh, again, there's another team you got to give a ton of credit for. They picked up right where they left off, showing that last year kind of wasn't a bit of a fluke as, as Bill Guerin tries to turn that organization around and, and the attitude of that organization. And I, I look at it right now, and you look at Colorado that's 500 and out of the playoffs looking in. You know, if the playoffs were to start, I think Las Vegas would be outside looking in. Now, you expect that to change over the course of 82 seasons, and, and the water will find its level. But – it is that tough, and it shows you just how hard it is to constantly win. So that's where a 7-2-1 and one start, which is the seventh time the Blues have done that in franchise history, is really important. But now, Randy, even with the, the COVID challenges that they have, they're going to have to find a way to get some wins here mm-hmm. as a top team in the league. Because the, what you don't want to have happen, and, and look, last season the Blues started 7-2-1 and one as well. But then they, because of some injuries, they struggled right as you headed into November. And then the schedule got them then, and you gave that equity right back, and that's the way I've been describing it. I just You don't want to take the, the great start and give it right back over your next 10 games by playing 500 hockey. 
You want to keep it going to give to keep the pressure on. And all of a sudden, if you can do that, you find yourselves 25, 30 games into the season, right? And then the pressure really mounts on some of those teams that are 7, 8, 9, 10 points behind you, you know, because it's just that much harder to catch up. So this is a critical week. And they play every other day now. This is also important from a schedule standpoint. The next time they'll have two days off in between games from last night's game is going to be the Sunday and Monday after Thanksgiving. So they play every other day now against some tough teams from now until then. It's it's really a jammed month of November, but I think one that if you can come out of it okay – you really, really set yourself up well because of your start in October. I know it's trite and cliche and maybe unfair, but this is why Jordan Bennington's making the big bucks. Oh, that's it. No, you're absolutely right. You saw what Gibson did last night for the Ducks, uh, and this is why you pay a goaltender what you're paying Jordan Bennington is there's going to be some games where he's going to have to make some of those saves like the Nordstrom save he made in Game 7. Right, that's going to be the difference in winning and losing a game against some of these top teams, and you've got to be excited. Like, like if you're a Blues fan right now, you, you're waking up going, "Oh man, this is going to be an awesome week," because there's going to be some great hockey, some awesome opponents, some home hockey, so you get to see it live, and and these games matter. Like it's intense, and that's one thing that has really changed in the National Hockey League over the last 15, 20 years. Is it? I mean, and it's almost crazy, isn't it? But it feels like. It feels like every game has massive playoff implications, yeah. even though you're only talking about games 10, 11, and 12. But it, they, they just feel heavy, don't they? Yeah, they do to me. And Michelle and I were talking about that earlier. Is You feel great going into an Anaheim game, especially when you get the first goal. And then it's there's almost a level of despondence when you don't win a game. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's awesome to be a fan right now in the National Hockey League because of this. And, you know, part of it's parity. I think part of it is is just is just how much talent you have around the league as well. But it, it's crazy. And then I've talked to players about this too. They talk about the physical grind of a season, and in some ways for them, it's it's as much the mental grind. And you need those days off or those breaks mentally because every game feels like like you're talking about like a game five in the year. Right, and somebody says, "No, no, no! You can't retaliate. Maybe pick a fight there because we don't want to go on the penalty kill and potentially lose the game." And you're like, "That's game five, right? Don't you want to send them?" No, we can't afford to lose the two points. You're going, "Yeah, but it's game five. And you're like, "Never mind. You're right. It's game five. I mean, look at Colorado feels pressure right now, even though it's only ten games in. When they look and see themselves in a standing, it's uh, it's awesome, but it's it's almost crazy to think it got to that point, and and, and now that it did." It's, it's made every game so important and fun to watch. Curbs, there's so much truth in the saying, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And I think that really applies to Ryan O'Reilly. You know how great and impactful he is when he's there. But I think it was just very glaring when he was not with this Blues team, what an important cog he is to this machine. So it's great that the Blues have him back. Man, 66% on faceoffs uh, prior to last night's game. I think he was another 58% last night. And and it's just so important. You just saw that competitiveness. And, you know, David Perron's numbers this season, you know, with or without Ryan O'Reilly were evident. And and the teams play all around because it shifted everybody. Just to have him back in the lineup, even with Braden Shen out, uh, still calm things down a bit. Now you, now you see the importance of that depth that the Blues have because the, the difference with him and Braden Shen is your top two centermen changes this in, entire lineup and and. and you know, the comp- the complexity of a game and how it looks. So 
Great to have him back. Great to see that competitive fire. I've got to think, you know, at times he was getting pretty exhausted having, you know, just come straight off that COVID list, practice for a day, and then play in the game. So, but but such an important figure from a competitive standpoint. And, I mean, if that trade still doesn't go down as one of the top trades or best trades in St. Louis sports history, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what would beat it other than, you know, like maybe the, the Brock for Brolio trade because that, that, that trade – has impacted this franchise as much as maybe any trade of team history. It's been huge and it's been great. Curbs, great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Blues and Jets tomorrow night, 6 o'clock pregame here on your home of the Blues 101 ESPN. Have a great week. All right, good luck, Randy. I know you got the fight coming up next. Keep the nerves calm. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. Thanks, Curbs. <laughs> See, See you later. Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.